All right, so we're going to kick off 2022, Jimmy, with a Beyond Sunday that's going to kind of expound upon one of the sermons you did on February 13th called... What'd you do wrong? I was wondering. <laughs> I was going to say something, but I thought you already had it. We're starting Beyond Sunday for 2022, and, and what we're going to do is we're actually taking a, a sermon that Jimmy did February 13th called Family Really Matters, mm -hmm. and we kind of want to talk and, and, and kind of look at some of the points that you talked about. Um, okay. You mentioned in the sermon that uh, there's this could have been multiple sermons. I mean, right. there's just a lot that goes right. into this. Right. And so first things first, for everybody that's listening to this or watching this, uh, be sure and go and listen to the sermon first because you're going to be totally lost <laughs> yeah, on some do. of the questions that we have. It, it was a great sermon. Uh, you can find it on our website. You can also find it on uh, fbcallen.online.church, and it'll be there for you to to check out. It's a, it's a great sermon for everybody, for singles, for parents, because... One of the things I, I guess I want to talk about first is you talked about family of origin. I really mm -hmm. like that term. So tell tell us what family of origin is. Oh, well, basically, uh, well, first of all, these mics are legit, so I, like I feel it. like I'm in a real studio That's and not awesome. in our youth room. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but um, no, uh, so yeah, family of origin is just basically the family that you grew up in, whether you were born into or adopted into. And we mentioned family of origin because, you know, that—, that that family, whether it's mom and dad or it was grandpa, grandma, aunt and uncle, whatever that looked like for you, that has a, a huge impact as you are growing um, and as you are mm -hmm. developing um, on how you think, how you see life, how you see um, yourself, what you know, what you value as important. And so those that family of origin has a big impact on someone. And so as you get older, one of the things I, I was talking about in counseling, one of the things you a counselor does is always ask about a, you know, kind of where you grew up. And it's not that they think your problems came from mom and dad yeah. or whatever, but it's just that how you grew up is going to really kind of give insight into who you are now and how you see things now and choices that you make, decisions that you make, kind of your worldview. I really love that because what it what I wanted the listeners to know is is this is for everybody. Like mm. I think when we hear a family series, we think, oh, well I'm single or right. I'm not involved, but this is for everybody because we all have we all have a family of origin. We all have parents, we yeah. we have something um, a, a cell that is, is a part of that. Yeah, and so, I talked about that. You know, we, we may not even realize how much of an impact our families of origin really had on us. And and you can probably, if you sit and think about it a little bit, you can probably think about, okay, I can trace some of my things the way I think, or maybe how I feel about myself, some of my fears, insecurities. I can trace a lot of that back to, you know, what I grew up in and, mm -hmm. and how it impacted me. So yeah, it's, it's definitely something that, to think about to say, okay, how much of my life now, you know, good or bad, right? Because you know, there's some good things that our yeah. family of origin, um, you know, that instilled in us. But there Absolutely. are also some things that, that maybe some negative things that we can all just kind of take a little bit of a, uh, of a, a list and kind of think through and just say, how did... How has my family of origin affected me and and affected my my thought life, my my decisions, just kind of how I how I view how I view the world and how I view myself? That's really and great. how I view God. That's awesome, and, and I loved how you put that because it, it really helps out with us understanding the impact that people have on our mm -hmm. lives. Like sure. we think. I'm my own person. We're very individualistic in our society. And one of the things you talked about, and, and we're going to kind of flow through this sermon, you said something in the sermon about kids having equal say in the family. We know from Disney shows and Nickelodeon shows, like we've seen that. I didn't realize it until I was a parent. And I'm like, 
parents are really dumb in these shows. Like <laughs> yeah, yeah. they have no clue how to even pay a bill. Like yeah. it's like the kids know how to pay the bills. And we have this like moment where kids have um, equal say in the family. Like it's a voting, like it's a democracy that everyone has an equal voting right. In. Right. Right. And how does that line up biblically um, with the biblical talking about honoring the father and the mother? Right. Well, so when you look at that commandment, honor your father and mother, there's a, a clear structure that God has put into place that moms and dads are to be the, uh, to be the leadership, to be mm-hmm. the authority in the home, and that's that's how he created it. And so as as kids or as children, we, we are to be under our parents' authority when we are, when we are younger. Yeah. And the thing that I mentioned in the sermon was um, it's kind of a lie of culture that kids, and I'm just, when I say kids, I'm just thinking teenagers right now, we'll just kind of use them as an yeah. example, that they feel like um, there is, there is things, <laughs> there's not parents and then kids, they feel like they're on equal footing. Absolutely. Um, and that's not how God intended it. And so also that, so that creates problems because then if I think that I'm on equal footing with my parents, then that means I've got veto power, right? To yeah. what they say uh, or to what they think, or that my, my opinion is, is just as valid or maybe even more valid than theirs. And so it just, it, the structure gets off. And, and I saw that a lot in student ministry, I saw mm-hmm. a lot in counseling where, where, uh, where teenagers in particular were coming in and just saying, you know what, I, I don't have to. Well, why? Well, because I'm, I'm on basically, they didn't say it this way, but I'm on equal footing, yeah. but that's not how it's supposed to go. Um, the parents have authority over us, as I talked about in the sermon, because they have, that's how God ordered it. Mm-hmm. But also as adults, our parents have you know, they have wisdom, they have experience, they have perspective. There's so much that they're thinking of. And and a lot of times parents are thinking family big picture. And then children sometimes and teenagers are just thinking self, individual, yeah. what's going to be best for me. And so that's how they're making decisions. That's how they're kind of thinking through stuff. So, yeah, I, I wanted students and and kids to understand that there is a, an authority. Not that that means that they're not valuable. It doesn't mean Absolutely. that they're less than. It doesn't mean any of that. It just means... In life, there is an authority structure set up, and if you start having problems with authority when you're in the home, um, I hate to say it, but there's going to be authority for the rest of your life that we mm-hmm. all have to submit. You know, I'm, I'm 48, almost <laughs> almost 49, and there's still authority that I answer yep. to, and 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 so you learn that authority structure in the home, and so that's kind of where that is. It's not that you're less than, but it's just that God has ordered this this way because it works better this way. That's the way he intended it to. And I loved in your sermon, one of the things you did talk about was uh, the structure of authority. Like for kids, this is the first really interaction they have with the structural authority. Yeah. That yeah. That's what God's gift is. Family is that first interaction. Right. And I feel like a lot of cultural issues come from it's an equal say, like, you know, like you said, uh, I, I tease Grady all the time. My son, my older son, I said, he's like, why do I have to tell you where I'm going all the time? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I have to tell your mom at, you know, the yeah. age of 42 yeah. where I'm going. It's just common courtesy, but it's also just, it, it's part of that authority that right. you, you, people need to know where you're at. Yeah. And, and I think there's a lack of that and, and you kind of see that. So go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and too, that, that puts some uh, responsibility on parents too, as well, because we want to be the type of parent um, where our kids respect that authority, right? We don't want to, we don't want to be, um, you know, just all negative, all rules, yeah. all everything, all the time. Where it just makes it hard for our students to 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 follow our lead, to follow. We need to go first, and by going first, that means we're the first to love, 
first to forgive, first to serve, first to sacrifice. And, and so we just want to make it easier for our kids to fall under our leadership. So what, do, what would you say, like, because I, I find myself in, in our family, um, sometimes I'm like, wow, this has gotten out of hand with mm-hmm. the, the structure. You know, I'm, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the famous one is we're in the car and like, where does everybody want to go eat? And I'm sitting there, <laughs> why am I even asking? I'm the one driving. I'm <laughs> in control. Right. But th- there comes a time in parenting where sometimes you're like, wow, where did my, my kids get this? They have equal footing and and they're able to almost trump what I'm doing as a yeah. parent. What do you ta- say to Some that? Some of that is because as parents, we've just allowed that, right? Yeah. We we weren't we weren't um, strong enough in setting up the rules, setting up the boundaries, the guidelines of how this is going to have to go. Some of that is comes from outside influences, right? Where kids, the things that they read or see or watch kind of uh, perpetuate this, hey, you don't have to listen to mom mm-hmm. and dad or mom and dad are, are not as smart as, as they say they are. But when you get to the point where you're, you're kind of at that, when you're at that point, uh, maybe where they, they don't respect the authority, I think what you have to do is you have to start having conversations. And mm-hmm. I think you have to own, as a parent, you have to say, hey, I let this go a little too far, or, or I wasn't strong enough earlier on to say, hey, this is, this is where we need to be. And so you have to have discussions because you're not just going to snap your fingers and all of a sudden everything's going to be fine again, yeah. poof, and they're under your authority and they, they're going to listen. Um, so you have to have these conversations and you have to start teaching and, and really trying to model some of that. And so you're going to have to get a little bit, it's going to get ugly, right? Because yeah. you're having to fix, correct something that is not right anymore. And sometimes that means you have to kind of widen the circle and you have to bring in some people to kind of help you with that whether that's a, a counselor or maybe a minister or a coach or a teacher, but just you have to, you have to start. It, I don't ever want you to think, well, it's too late, but you have to start and understand that it's going to take time to sort of reorient things. I keep using my hands, but if you're listening to this, you can't, you can't see my hands, but one hand is above the other. So that's yeah. how God wanted it to be. Uh, but right now, if your kid thinks well, we're all equals, well, that it took time to get there. So it's going to yeah. take time to kind of readjust that. And it's, it's not going to be easy, and there's going to be some, you know, there's going to be some rough patches. But I, I think it's definitely something that you need to, uh, you need to have a conversation with. And if if you're dealing with with uh, a family who are believers, with you know, your students a believer, you're a believer, then you, you kind of have to begin to say, hey, we need to. This is how God created it, right? And why did He create it this way? And what are the benefits of this? But then also listening to your kids and say, listen, I get that you maybe feel like your opinion is doesn't matter or yeah. or for whatever reason and maybe as a parent you you haven't valued that opinion as much or maybe you haven't listened as much so there's work to to be done on both sides mm-hmm. but it's definitely something that needs to be done otherwise like i said a, a student will come out of that environment and just automatically have you know trouble with lots of authority like at school they don't listen to their teachers when then they get to a job well i don't like this boss so i'm <laughs> going to quit my job and go do something else blah blah blah, blah. so it, it has some imp- it definitely has some ripple effect then they're back living at home and then you're like oh, yeah no. exactly so kind of talking through that talking about teenagers like one of the things i think that is hard like uh even in our family we're starting to talk and you've done a really good job of just kind of these milestone transitions like you mm-hmm. talk about about your family how do you transition what does that honoring look like as you your kids get older you know as 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 they're 18 and they're starting to make their own decisions and some kids are 21 in the home right so what does that honoring look like and and how do parents react to that because there is some equal and it's just kind of a gray area yeah most definitely as as your kids get older and um you know and they get out of the house or or whatever like you know tyler our oldest is married and so i i don't think that he is uh 
where he's supposed to obey us now. Yeah. I mean, and so when I think about honoring in that sense, you know, it's, it's maybe it's more like, okay, uh, maybe ask for mom and dad's advice, uh, or maybe you can honor them by, you know, you know, asking for, Hey, what do you think about this situation? Or, 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 you know, if you were in my shoes, what do you think about that? Mm -hmm. Or, Hey, mom and dad, could you pray for me? Because, you know, we're thinking about this next step or, so there's different ways. So maybe it's not so much that I'm tell you're telling as a parent, you're telling your adult child what to do, but it's more. So if I'm the adult child and I'm talking to my parents, I'm going to ask them for their opinion. I'm going to ask them maybe there are things like I know with even with my dad now, there are things that he can do that I can't do yeah. that he's an expert at. And so I get him to help me. And, and that's a way of, of honoring him. And um, also and part of honoring, too, is, you know, uh, making sure that my kids know about my my dad and my mom and know their story and want my dad to share his story yeah. with them. And so there's a lot of ways that that adults can honor adult children can honor their parents, even though it's, you're not necessarily under their authority as far as, Hey, you know, I'm, I'm married and I'm 27, but my parents say I have to be home by tens. It's not that anymore, but it's more about, okay, how can I respect them? How can I celebrate them? You know, how can I still have them in my life? Uh, with respects to, to boundaries and those types of things. And that's a cultural thing too, like for America, it seems, mm-hmm. you know, you go to, to other countries and culturally the, the parents uh, of uh, aging adults are in the house, right. like they're right. a part of the family. And it seems like in America, we just kind of like, see ya, you <laughs> yeah. know, and yeah. and we don't we don't have them a part of the family. And, and that's an interesting cultural situation. Yeah, there's definitely a, uh, a, a like you said, Western culture kind of thing where there is, there's, you know, okay, there's stages. So I'm past that stage, Mm -hmm. but you talked about other cultures, like even in the Hispanic culture, which I grew up in, you know, mom and dad and grandma and grandpa, aunts and uncles, everyone is kind of involved in, in the, in raising the kids and disciplining the kids and, and, and doing family life. And there's not some real clear, uh, boundaries or separation. And sometimes that's a good thing, but in other times too, it can kind of, it can kind (laughs) of, get in some territory that they shouldn't be in. Yeah. But yeah, most definitely, I think we need to remember in Western culture, especially as, as Americans, you know, we need to make sure that we are still honoring um, our parents, even though we are older uh, or we're adults, because that, that, like I said in the sermon, the commandment doesn't have a, a, a timetable. It's like when you become 21, you no longer have to honor your father and mother. Yeah. It's uh, you don't age out of that. So it's like, okay, what does honoring look like now that I'm 21 or 31 or 41? Okay. And so kind of moving to that, we, we have adults. And so we're, you know, thirties, forties, fifties, we have a culture of aging parents, mm-hmm. um, and, and obeying them or what is it, you know, honoring them? How, how as adults, can we be an example of honoring our aging parents to our kids? I mean that they look at that and they see how we interact with our yeah. own parents. And yeah. if we're total, you know, meanies to them, then it's like, wow, I'm going to be mean to you. Like you kind of inherit that. So what does that look like to honor your parents as aging parents? Like what, you know? Yeah. So I think part of, uh, part of this, and this didn't come from me and I forgot where I saw this, but, um, or heard this, but I think as an adult, I want to make sure that my kids know my parents' story Mm. and not just, I mean, where they grew up, how they grew up, that kind of stuff. But also I want them to know their faith story, you know, how they came to know the Lord oh, and, really and, their, and their walk with that. So as an adult with my aging parents, I want to make sure that my kids know their story, know where their grandparents are from, 
um, and what they experienced, and but then also how they came to know the Lord yeah. and grew in that relationship. And I think also um, in honoring aging parents is some of it may be that we we become and we see a lot of this. And we have a lot of this in our church, and I know this is a, a, a going on everywhere, where we sort of become caretakers of our parents mm-hmm. um, because when they're sick. Uh, or they're they're getting older. I know there's a lot of people who brought their parents back into their own home yeah. uh, to, to care with them or help them to find a place where they can live, to to nursing them, to loving them, to to taking care of them. I mean, there's there's just a lot of there's a lot of things that that we can do to honor our parents and, and honor our aging parents. And wow. and I think another thing is a lot of times we want to it, it it can become hard, especially as our parents get older and as they get sick and and mm-hmm. they're dealing with a lot of stuff. It can be real hard because they start to maybe kind of fight us and, and not, you know, we have their best interest at heart, but they don't see that. They still see themselves as independent, doing their own thing. And so yeah. those are tough conversations to have with an aging parent. But in order to honor them, you know, you definitely want to seek their opinion, yeah. seek their advice. Ultimately, though, you're going to do what you think is in their best interest. But you want them to be a part of that conversation as much as they can be a part of that conversation. Sometimes, you know, your parents are with whatever they're dealing with, you know, they, they, they can't make a, a wise choice just because of, of what they're going yeah. through. Um, but I think it's important that, that we, we do that and, and we're not quick to dismiss them. But, you know, I, I want my, I want my kids and I want other people to see what it's like, because, you know, if, honestly, if our parents did so much for us, obviously, if you grew up in a, in, in a healthy home, your parents did so much. And now that's just part of the process of, yeah. okay, we become, we sort of become, not parents, but we be kind of come take caretakers for our parents and make sure that 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 they are comfortable, make sure that they are okay, make sure that they're taken care of. And that can be really, really hard. And we're going to talk about that in just a moment. Mm-hmm. One of the things you talked about was sharing stories. Like your your you want your dad's story to be mm-hmm. shared with your kids. Mm-hmm. Um, something I got this. Uh, I'm not going to plug the company because they didn't sponsor this podcast, <laughs> so it's not going to get plugged. But there's a there's a couple of places where you can go where you send a question a week to your parent. That's great. And they fill it out, and yeah. then at the end of the year, they publish a book that you can give to your kids. And, and I did that this Christmas with my dad because yeah. I really want to know his story. Like his right. faith, like one of the questions is tell us your faith story. Right. Like where did he know Jesus? And, and I, I was like, I saw that it was one of those Instagram, I'm an Instagram buyer yeah. now. Like yeah. I just bought it off of Instagram oh, as yeah. an advertisement, but guilty. It, it, it's uh it's kind of an amazing thing. I, and, and my dad actually filled out two of them today and I read them and I'm mm-hmm. like, these are things I never even knew about right, my dad. Right. That's been so cool as part of that is listening to my dad and having my kids ask that questions is there's things that I didn't, like you said, I didn't even know that. And, and I, I never knew that. And so it, it's, it's really good. And one thing I wanted to say too, is, you know, for some people, maybe their parents aren't, you know, are no longer mm-hmm. with us. And so I think part of honoring our father and mother, um, I think that kind of goes on to honoring other adults. And so there, we have a, we have a large senior adult population in our mm-hmm. church and our community. And I think one of the things that we can do, uh, as, as, believers is we can love on our senior adults right we can we can listen to their story because a lot of times their kids are out of town or they're not anywhere close so we can sort of not that we become substitute kids but that we just kind of come in and walk alongside with them you know through visits through phone calls through uh through having meals together through listening to their stories because i think a lot of times uh, the senior adult population can feel uh, lost or uh, yeah. lost in the sense like, hey, I don't fit anymore because uh, you know, our world tends to trend younger, yeah. younger and younger and younger. And so they can kind of feel like, hey, where do I fit in? But I think as a church, 
and as 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 Christians, we can come alongside some of these senior adults and just be just listen and just be a uh, be be a presence in their lives because that just means so much. Because again, I, I think it, it can be hard as you get older um, to just. I think it's easy to isolate and feel like that you don't have anything to offer anymore. But there's yeah. so much that our senior adults have to offer, not just to our younger kids, but to to me as a as a 48, 49 year old guy. There's so much that I can learn, and I I try to take advantages of those opportunities when we can. Yeah, and that you you talk about like so senior adults. We we have so many generations in the church, mm-hmm. and and the church is a unique place because it is where multiple generations gather. Mm-hmm. Like most of the time you have schools, that's one generation, right. that's Gen Z, you right. know, and then you have college right. and businesses. The generation gap seems to be such a dividing line almost. Mm-hmm. Like we get kind of like hostile towards it. Yeah. it and yeah. um, I, I think how do we break that is, is really getting to know stories yeah, and it's, stuff. It's, it's really just listening. Like just something here just recently was the Super Bowl halftime show. Right. And so it was very, <laughs> it was very geared towards a certain generation. And so an older generation can be very much, you know, I don't, I don't want to listen to that or I turn the TV off and then we can kind of just start getting what roll yeah. our eyes at each other and go, well, yeah. you're old or blah, blah, blah. But the, the deal is, it's like, okay, so w- what was it about that that, you know, and then just begin to have a conversation and don't assume that, well, they're old and so they're out of touch yeah. or whatever. I mean, I, I think we, we make the mistake of, of thinking, well, okay, I'm, you know, I'm 40 and you're 80, so we have nothing in common. Yeah. Well, you know, I think we all go through the same things. We all deal with fears and anxieties. We deal with stress. I mean, they may be different, but we all go through that. And and so I think we we are foolish if we if we just make assumptions about yeah. people and we don't really stay, take time to stop and listen to people and listen to their stories and ask questions and and get to know um, get to know what's going on in their world because I think the more that we listen to one another the more you know empathetic we can feel towards one another and so it's it's not like okay well if you didn't like this that just means you're old and out of touch no it just means that they they view things differently and they look at so. Let, tell me, tell me about that. You know, I, I want to learn more about what was, or even like for just an example, music. Okay, that wasn't your music. What was the music that you like? What was yeah. the music that when you know when you were a kid that you really loved when you were a teenager? And so there's just there's just a lot of ways to go with that conversation instead of going, well, rah, old crotchety person. You know, <laughs> you don't like today's music. When there's been in, in identifying that the the speed of technology has been so fast mm-hmm. that there's been so much changing. Oh yeah. Our generation kind of grew up with, with right. it just constantly. Like right. we had different computers almost every day at school. Right. Like it was like, oh, we got the newest, latest, greatest. Yeah. And and I was reading uh, someone that's a hundred years old this year, um, there are inventions that like the the car was, was making right. mainstream at that point, right. like the car. And yeah. we're talking about electronic right. EV cars. So there's just a lot, they've, it's amazing how much adaptability that generation has been for sure, and, and we we criticize them for it, but they've really been very they they have yeah gone they have they so have much. they have had to change so much uh, and gone through so much change um, and and have adapted really well to it and and by the way as a me technology frustrates me too, <laughs> but there's just been so much and I think we're just so quick to to judge and so quick yeah. to just do that we just need to stop and listen and just go okay I'm put yourself in that put yourself in that yeah. place imagine that was you and how frustrating that would be for you imagine if your world kept changing you know almost daily or all, you yeah. know every month or every year and so it's like you know we have to be sensitive 
to that. And I love, uh, you mentioned this about the church being multi-generational, and I love that our church is that way because we have opportunities for the generations to interact, and mm-hmm. I think we just need to take it, we need to take advantage of those and, and, and figure out, okay, I, I want to honor my mother and father, uh, but also how can I honor, how can I honor this generation of adults? Yeah. Because they, they, uh, they, uh, they have a lot to offer and they have a lot to say, and, and there's a lot of wisdom there. And so what, what are ways that as a family and as a church family, we can connect and, and, and kind of get to know one another? And, and going, like kind of going, this is controversial per se, not really, but, um, something our culture has done, you talk about there's a lot of wisdom. Mm-hmm. It's almost like our culture's gone to the youth for the right. wisdom. It, right. You know, like we, we have people, young girls, like 17 years old going to the UN to speak on mm-hmm. environmental issues. Mm-hmm. And it's like we've we've kind of tossed yeah. the the older, is that kind of because of that honoring your father? Like well, th- there's just not a wisdom generationally up anymore? I mean. Yeah, well, I, I again, I think it's sort of like, you know, they're out of touch or we just kind of make an assumption of things. And, and I'm, I'm all for younger people, yeah. you know, speaking out and younger people, you know, sharing their vision and sharing their dreams. But I, I again, I think there is, we, we miss, we miss an important, uh, demographic if we ignore just just the same thing it would be if we were to ignore we were just to say well if you're you know if you're 21 and younger you've got nothing to offer that that would be that would be such a tragic mistake because our young people um you know there's so much energy there's so much in uh, um innovation there's so much happening Mm -hmm. there that we would be foolish to ignore that and i think it's the same way if you said you're I don't, you know, I don't want to offend anyone, but if you say if you're, you know, 75 or older, you've got nothing to offer, you know, or your voice no longer, I think there's just so, that's just foolishness. And so it's, it's just a matter of keeping uh, a balance. And I think part of it too is, you know, sometimes we're just afraid. We just don't know, okay, well, is it okay to go talk to someone? Yes, it's okay. Introduce yourself, get to know them, and then just have conversations. Ask questions. And I, yeah, and I would say the same thing as well with, with our older mm-hmm. generation to our younger generation. I think that could be a little intimidating too, but just, hey, introduce yourself and and just get to know some you know get to know some people and and um i think we can learn from each other a lot more questions and a lot yeah. less like yeah telling it's right. like no more statements right more questions right. and we'd be a lot better exactly. off in life exactly so, okay so we're gonna get down to the nitty-gritty of aging parents so okay. you talked in your sermon that there's just a lot to unpack with mm-hmm. aging parents mm-hmm. and there is um mm-hmm. you know my uh in my family i've seen my parents working with their aging parents and mm-hmm. it's very difficult sometimes mm-hmm. you know from taking car keys to ways to yeah. saying you can no longer live in a house i mean that is hard especially yeah. when you want to honor your father and mother because they want to stay in the house mm-hmm. do you honor it do mm-hmm. you neglect it you know and, and where is that boundary like well it's that's a that's a tough question and i think one of the ways i mentioned this in the sermon too one of the ways to honor is to be is to be honest and and so you don't want to honor and, and, and say, it's not honoring to say, okay, well, you, if, if, if mom and dad, you know, you're, you're whatever age and you can't see anymore, but you still want to drive. Well, okay, we'll let you drive. Cause I want now that's, that's, that's a safety issue for them. That's a, you know, yeah. and so sometimes honoring means just being honest and having hard conversations, uh, conversations that nobody wants to have, but to say, you know, mom and dad, we need to, we need to, <laughs> we need to start thinking about these things or, or, you know, or make some decisions about these things. And the more people that you can sort of get involved in this, it's, it's a little bit easier. Like if you can get doctors, their doctors to kind of help mm. you make that transition, oh, or if, if you're not the only, ch- if you're, if, if you're, 
if you have siblings to siblings kind of unite together so it's not just you coming at you know yeah. you coming at your parents but sort of more people that they know and they love and they respect to kind of help you kind of have these conversations but ultimately honoring means also i think protecting your parents and mm-hmm. and 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 their 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 well-being their safety um and so you'll have to you'll have to make some decisions some hard decisions and so yeah um i i think you said where's the line or the it's different for different people i think yeah. you know it's case by case basis but i think when once you see things in your parents and sometimes these conversations need to happen even before you get to that point right yeah to where you can sit down with mom and dad and 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 say hey when we get to this point, or if we ever get to this point, you know, let's let's talk about this. How 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 should we handle this? What because you know, there's gonna there's a good chance that we're gonna be butting heads over this subject. Yeah. So let's try to have this conversation conversations now, um, and 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 kind of figure out how we're gonna handle it. And I wouldn't say, hey, just drop this on your parents, like you know, you're having dinner and say, <laughs> hey, when you're old and can't drive, what do you want me to do? You know, it's not like that, but it's just you want to be respectful, but you want to have these conversations. Um, so that you, they can know that you're thinking about that, but also just it, it honors them to say, help them to have a, a voice in that conversation. Yeah. And, and so they can sort of have, they can have an opinion and kind of help guide you through some of that as well. So like we, we talked about boundaries, uh, a lot of families, there's a tension that goes on between the husband and wife mm-hmm. when they have an aging parent, mm-hmm. because the attention goes to that. And, and it's also, you know, it's a, it's around a time of retirement or mm-hmm. kids are going off to college and there's an empty nest going on. Yep. And then all of a sudden you think, oh, we're going to get to go on vacations. Yep. And then here comes the aging parent. Yep. There's a lot of tensions in marriage. How would you say like a couple needs to, is there a conversation that happens between the couple before? Like, yeah. what would you say the boundaries are for that? Well, I think um, for those of you who are listening to this and, and thinking about getting married or engaged, if you haven't had the conversation yet, have the conversation about in-laws. Mm -hmm. and just kind of how you're going to handle that, deal with that, because there definitely needs to be a boundary set, right? The Bible talks about, you know, a man shall leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and it's it's hard to cleave to your spouse when there is not healthy boundaries set, and so... Um, you want to make sure that you you and your spouse are on the same page yeah. about this, you know, when, and especially when grandkids come into the picture, right? Oh. Because that can be yep. <laughs> that can be a tough spot. That can be because um, I think sometimes grandparents want to become parents again, and that's not their role anymore. They're grandparents, <laughs> and so you have to think about holidays, and you have to think about birthdays, and you have to think about all this kind of stuff. Well, what if my parents live in town, but your parents live out of town? So, you know, there's just a lot of variables there. And so you want to talk through that and kind of get through that on, on, uh, get on the same page with that. And the other part of it too, I would say to, to the uh, adults whose kids are married, which I'm speaking to myself now, right? You want to, you want to, you want to establish a healthy boundary to say, listen, um, we will speak into their lives when we are asked. Yes. You know, we'll give our opinion if they ask. We'll help. Um, you know, we're, we're not going to invade because they are now, they have started their own family unit. Yeah. And, and so they are a family, and that family is a priority. That husband, his main priority is his wife, not yeah. his mom yeah. and not his dad, <laughs> and vice versa. You know, that the wife, her main priority is her husband, not her mom, not her dad. And so it's important. One of the best gifts that we can give, I think, to our, our, our kids who are married is is to, to help them create um, healthy boundaries. Yeah. And, 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 and that could be another podcast too, but just like, okay, I think sometimes 
when our kids come to us, we can we, we can definitely give advice or, or offer our opinions. But I think a lot of times one of the things we need to do as, as parents helping their kids who are married is to say, you know what? Take that back home. That's yeah. between you and your wife or you and your husband. You guys need to handle that. Um, here's here's some wisdom or some advice, but that needs to be between you two. And so um, creating those boundaries. And then, yes, to, back to your original question, I think we, we have you have to have those conversations to say, okay, like, you know, my my dad is getting to a point where we might need to step in, mm-hmm. you know. How do we feel about bringing him into the home? Yeah. You know, or or, or, or what are we going to do? Are we going to try to help him financially to have his own place? So, yeah, there's and, – and I think we – it's hard to not, not – it's hard not to be – I don't even know the word I'm trying to think, think about here. But, like, we, we get – we're emotionally attached to it. Yeah. And so we've got to be – like, it, let's just say in my case it was my dad – and my wife says, well, I don't know, we should probably do this. And, and I, I just need to make sure that I, I'm about, I'm about my, my, my wife and me, and I don't let my taking care of my dad become this barrier that becomes in between us. Mm. I need to protect that marriage relationship first. And so if, if we don't agree on how we should move forward, then let's talk about that. And let's okay. say, okay, what, what are some differences? What, how can we do? And if we need to widen the circle a little bit and say, hey, you know, talk to people who've already kind of walked through this. Yeah. Say, hey, give us some advice. Help us as we're walking through this because we're trying to figure this out. And that's a, so uh, talking about resources, you talked about talking to the doctor, but mm-hmm. like resources in the church, you have couples that have been through this. Oh, like, yeah. I mean, and that yeah. would be able to do that. Is Are there other resources like? Yeah, there's actually, um, there's people who help families find places for moms and dads um, um, to for places to live and try to help have health care. There's actually attorneys that, that specialize in elder law if you have to deal with, with some some documents and, and different things. So there's there's a lot of resources out there. Yeah. We just we just have to go look for them. And there's some that I have that I could give to people if, if you know if they want to email me or contact me. Just people that I know yeah. who have helped um, other adults walk through situations like this with their family. Um, and then like you said, there's people in our church who are have gone through this or right in the middle of this and they can kind of give you the do's and don'ts and think about this and because here's something we never thought about and all that kind of stuff and and there's not just the logistics of it but there's also the emotions of it right of of you know there's you because you're you're going to feel there's grief there there's going to be frustration there there's going to be you know parents may not handle it well and so there may be some you know you feel like you're disappointing letting them down so it, there's there's things to think about logistically, but there's also things to think about emotionally yeah. uh, and mentally, and things you, you got to think about and go through uh, so that you can handle it and be there, be in a healthy way to kind of deal with that. Awesome. And you can email Jimmy. We'll put that in the show notes so you can um, see that. And the last thing I want to talk about with the the family kind of dynamic is forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Like uh, you talked about, there are situations where the family hasn't been mm-hmm. the best. I mm-hmm. mean you have some family dynamics where it's like, it's right. very toxic. Right. What is that like, what does that look like for somebody that's dealing with that? Like, yeah. how do you honor in a toxic relationship and is there forgiveness and yeah. what does that look like? I think, you know, again, forgiveness, I think gets a bad rap sometimes because we think forgiveness means that we are dis, you know, that we are dismissing what they did mm-hmm. or we're, they're getting away with it or yeah. somehow we're saying, well, it's okay. And that's not what forgiveness is about. Um, it's it's freedom forgiveness is more about yourself it's freedom from the hold of of bitterness on you and so forgiveness doesn't mean you're saying what they did was okay it's none yeah. of that but it's just sort of releasing this hold that it has on you and 
and we're called to forgive people. I mean, ultimately, you know, we were all forgiven by Jesus Christ, and and so, and He asked us to forgive others. And so, I, I think it's important because I've seen what unforgiveness can do to someone. Yeah. And the hold that it can have on them, because um, it, it leads to bitterness, it leads to anger, it can lead to depression, it can lead to a lot of different things. Yeah. If you're not willing to to let that go, and then but then another thing to understand is forgiveness does not mean. I said this in the sermon. Forgiveness doesn't mean reconciliation, because there are some relationships that are just so toxic. Yeah. That you don't need to be in that relationship anymore. Um, so you can forgive that person, but it doesn't mean that now you're all of a sudden you're going to trust that person again and you're, everything's going to be fixed and great. Reconciliation could happen. I mean, it happens all the time, but it has to be both parties, and both parties have to accept their responsibility. And if you've got uh, someone over here who's like, you know, well, I don't know what your deal is. I never did anything wrong. You, were, you know, we raised you right. And that's the unfortunate thing is that yeah. there are a lot of people who have dealt with parents who, I said in the sermon, who are, who've been less than honorable. And so there are ways that you can still honor them. Like I said, you can you can look for the good. A lot of times, the negative just just covers all the mm. all the good. And there 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 may have been some good things, and you can be thankful for that. You can obviously pray for them. Um, you can be you can be Christ like towards them. You know, they maybe they didn't model Christ to you, but you can model Christ to them. And it's good. And who knows what your actions and your your speech could mm. lead them to? But yeah, but again, I just I I, I don't want. I don't want you to mistake. I don't want people to mistake forgiveness for saying, "Hey, well, it was okay, mom and dad." It's it's not that, and and it doesn't mean that you have to reconcile a relationship yeah. either. If if it's toxic, then you need to stay away from it. Forgiveness is more about yourself uh, than it is about for them and what they did. And, and and along the lines of forgiveness, sometimes the little things I, I've seen, like when we were kids in our family, became bigger issues mm-hmm. later on because we never really talked about mm-hmm. them. Um, would you encourage people to have those For thoughts sure. before yeah. it becomes something that blows up yeah. later? One of the things I said too was sometimes honoring is is being speaking the truth, and I think sometimes um, we need to let, in a loving way, right, not in a vindictive way, but let um, our parents know, hey, these thing these things when you say this or when you've said this, this is how that this is how I feel, and you may or may not mean it that way but i just want you to know this is how i feel this is how i hear it and and so um and so there's two things that could probably happen there one could be like well get over it you know or yeah that's not what i meant so you shouldn't feel that way you know we can't tell people how they should feel so hopefully that's not the case and if that is the case and you realize you don't have someone who is maybe empathetic towards you or there mm. may be some to- toxic toxic relationship Steps there that into you that need, next yeah you level. need to be careful yeah. with her or the other one would could, hopefully would be you know what I never knew that that I never knew that that's how you felt and so I want to make sure that I don't do that again or a good way that's to good. respond is what can I how can I handle this differently or what could I say differently or whatever but I think it's important to have those conversations because here's the thing too if we if it hurts us but we never say anything about it then why do we expect them to be different if we've mm. never confronted them about yeah. it? And so I, I think there's a little bit of responsibility on us to say, hey, listen, mom or dad, this when you say this or you've done this, this this is how I feel and this is this is what I'm thinking. And so I, I, I want to I want to let you know so that we can we can deal with this. We can have a conversation about this. And that helps you develop even down the road, like yeah, just sure. developmental skills of this is how you interact with for people. Sure. And so sure. that's yeah. really yeah. good, really yep. good. So what would you say like there are people out there listening that they're, they have broken family. I mean, they're mm-hmm. just broken. They're by themselves because we know that exists. There, mm-hmm. there are people that they feel lonely. 
they're they're hearing this For and sure. they're just like I don't even have a family. Mm-hmm. Um, what would you what would you say to them in this moment? Um, I would say you know find community and um, the best place I think from you know I may be biased here but is in, in a church um, and where you can find community where you can get with other people um, who can love on you and you can love who can serve you and you can serve them. Uh, you can, you know, study God's word together. You can pray for one another because I realize there are, there are people out there whose marriages have busted up or their parents, they don't have parents anymore for whatever reason, or there's just a lot of different reasons why you feel lonely. And one of the the worst things to do when you're lonely is to isolate because it just makes it worse, but find community. And if you're not a, if you're not a church person and you're listening to this, you know, um, but just find a place where you can be with other people. Um, and so you can, um, you can get support, you can yeah. get help, you can get encouragement, because when we're all by ourselves, we start saying things to ourselves, and we start exaggerating uh, the lies and, and, and things that aren't true, and it, we tend to make things worse. But in community, in a church family, you can get together with a group of people, like I said, and you can be an encouragement towards one another, a help towards one another, and um, and to really um, love on each other and and take care of each other, because I think that's that's what we need. We just need people to be able to, because a lot of people ultimately want to be heard, right? Yeah. They just want to be heard. They yeah. want people to hear their story and not judge them, not try to fix them, but just say, hey, this is me, and um, this is what I'm going through. And for someone to come alongside them and say, I hate it that you're going through that, and I know that that's rough, so I just kind of want to walk with you through that. And that's, you talk about the church, it's, uh, we're, we're really biased about it, because, yeah. you know, and, and, but Jesus said, like, you're adopted, mm-hmm. and, and there's something to mm-hmm. that with a church of, mm-hmm. we're multi-generational. Yeah. You know, I think yeah. a lot of times when we're lonely, we go with groups that are the same age, mm-hmm. and we don't get that benefit of having someone that can be like a father Mm -hmm. or a mother, not, you know, it's not going to replace it. Right. We're not asking to replace, but when I come to the church, I love that I have ladies that are are like my grandmother that love on me, care for me. And, and it just, it it fills that void that I had because I lost my grandmother, you know? And then, you know, we, we both have lost our moms in the Mm -hmm. last two years and Mm -hmm. there, there is a void there, but it, it has been, it has been comforted mm-hmm. by the church mm-hmm. because there are ladies that have come around and right. just just loved. And I think a lot of people miss that in community. Um, and, and also the society doesn't see that the church is a great place to come right. to be adopted into a family. Right. And, and and it's it's different than any other thing that you can any other organization you can yeah. find. And so and I say I'm biased, but I would say it's not bias. It's like it's truth, right? That's yeah. God, God created us for community and. And his his uh, his family on this earth is is the local church, and so um, if you're not in a church, um, you know, I, I it doesn't have to be First Baptist Allen, you know, wherever you're listening to this, to a Bible believing church um, that preaches Christ crucified, resurrected, um, and then just get in there and get get plugged in. As you can fast bless as people. You can, yeah. you can bless. Yeah, that's people the other part because that's a thing that I, I I say, you know, we need you here. But here's the other part of it too: is there are people that need you, that need mm-hmm. your story, yep. that need to know your your you know what you've gone through because you can minister to someone else too. Absolutely. So, that's good. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna finish this out because you're doing a once a month marriage kind yeah. of conference called Marriage Monthly. Yep. Um, I want to like just kind of ask you, okay, what is it about? So once a month, what is this going to be about for so married couples? We are going to take a look. We're going to get together for about an hour and a half. There's going to be about 30 minutes of teaching, um, whether it's me or we'll, we'll do a video, um, and we're going to talk about a particular uh, subject like this Sunday, February 20th. We're covering communication. 
Um, and we're going to just be talking about couples and communication. And then after the large group teaching time, we're going to be at tables. There'll be snacks. So guys come eat, um, and, and have a good time. <laughs> yes. we'll, we'll, we'll hang out together and talk with our, but then after, after the teaching time, we're going to be at, at tables and we're just going to at your table, you're just gonna have a discussion about mm. the, go over some discussion questions about communication, uh, and what that looks like in your marriage. Um, and, and you'll be with other couples. So you'll be hearing they'll everyone will be talking about, you know, what it looks like, struggles they have, you know, things that they've learned, um, and those types of things. So it's it's really laid back, really informal, but it's it's really just about gathering with other couples to, to talk about things that help your mm. marriage, but not only help your marriage, but help you to grow in your relationship uh, with the Lord too. So once a month, and we're kicking it off this Sunday, February 20th, 5 o'clock here at our church, um, and we're talking about communication. Right in this room, actually, the curb. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, right here. We're so right. We're, it's our studio, too. So, like, if you have a perfect marriage or if you, I mean, yes. it's not for just no. people that right, are right. Like it's on not, the edge. Yeah, no, 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 no. And that's 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 a good point. It's not about, if, okay, my marriage is, you know, it's in the it's in the toilet, so help. It's not that. It's any marriage. Any marriage can benefit from this. And, and the, again, the thing I like about it is you're going to be with other couples, so you're, you're hearing from other people. And yeah. we're all going to be at different stages in our marriage. And and so yes, if if you if you think you've got a great perfect marriage, great come because uh, we could probably learn from you and and benefit from you. But also, you're going to hear stories from other people, and and so if your marriage isn't isn't doing so well, come. It's it's for everybody, and I think we can all benefit because we we never reach the the pinnacle, right? We're we're, we're not perfect. We never get there until we're with God in heaven. But so we can all grow, we can all learn. So yeah, it's it's for everyone. Yeah, because I had a I had a minister friend that when I was getting married, he said marriage is like a river. You're not going to go through the same thing twice. Yeah. It, yeah. it is It is different adventures, yeah. and so always be prepared. For sure. And always talk to people that have gone ahead of you. And so yeah. I've always lived by that, and I think everybody needs to do that. Yeah. And so this is a great opportunity. So, so if you go to our website, fpcallen.org, you'll see you can click on the events page, and you'll take you to Marriage right Monthly. To marriage Monthly. And uh, it'll give you all the topics for the next few months that we're going to be doing. And you get to hang out with Jimmy, which is yeah. cool because yeah. I loved it. We got to hang out with Jimmy today and hope you got something out of it. Jimmy, thanks. You got anything else to say? That's or? it. I, yeah. I just, man, just love, love each other. And uh, again, we say this a lot. If you have questions or, you know, you're not sure about something, let us know because we want to help. We want to resource you. We want to answer questions. And if we don't know the answers, we'll go find them. We we'll promise we won't make things up. Uh, but we just don't want you to, to kind of struggle or, or go through stuff alone. We want to help you, uh, whether it's honoring your parents, whether it's in marriage, whether it's in parenting, whatever, we, we, we want to help you. And it, it, in FBC Allen is a community of messy believers that we are believing in Jesus and know that we are forgiven by him. We don't have it perfect. We talk as if, you know, sometimes like we talked here, like we're no, going yeah. through those things no too. Experts. It's because yeah, like we're, we're walking through it I too. goof all the time on yep. it. So it's, yep. it's yes, part of do. it. So no, we... <laughs> We love y'all. We appreciate y'all. And uh, we'll talk to you again on Beyond Sunday.